Welcome to the Dynasty Junkies Podcast with your hosts, Rocky Petrella and Dustin Church. Let's get to the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 18 of the Dynasty Junkies Podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I am your host, Rocky Petrella at Dynasty FF Addict, along with my co-host, Dustin Church at Dynasty Junkie FF and Dustin, uh, we're getting close to the football season. I can tell because my, my redraft leagues are starting to, to pop up now. I got one coming uh, coming Sunday, my 15-year redraft league. It's the only one I'm really still in. I have a family league that I don't really count. And I got the, the, the Survivor League uh, format that, we, that I started that you're in. So redraft season is upon us. Football season's almost upon us. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. You, you, you feeling it now, Dustin? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. Redraft. What? what what's re, re, what's this redraft thing you're talking about? Uh, no, I feel, I feel no preseason. That's how I can tell the season's about to start. Right. Um, no, I feel good. I had a, a little. It was a little nerve wracking week. I had a COVID test because I had some symptoms, but I got results today. It was negative. So feel great about that. Um, no, but I'm I'm super pumped for the season. Uh, it starts in like 15 days. So um, just really excited. Um, how you doing, Rocky? Yeah, doing good, doing good. Um, I actually attended a, a, a my nephew's graduation party over the weekend, which was a little little nerve. I'm very COVID paranoid, so that was a little ner- nerve wracking for me. A little too many people there for my liking. We tried to stay socially distanced. And glad to hear about your test. I, you had told me about that, so I'm glad the results came back okay. But uh, but let's get into this. Uh, we we do have a guest as usual with us tonight. Uh, may, maybe one of the uh, the more the most well-known known ginger in the dynasty fantasy community. There'll be Tyler, Tyler Gunthner of the dynasty happy hour. Tyler, how you doing? Hey, what's up fellas. Thanks for having <laughs> me. It's, it's a pleasure. Yes. I, I, I don't know if I'm the most famous ginger <laughs> in the fantasy community, but I'll take the crown for now. I don't know if it's like, a, if it comes with SPF hundred, that'd be great <laughs> because I got lights on me right now. So hopefully I don't get sunburned while I'm here. I know that's a running joke I say on every podcast, and sooner or later, it's it's going to get old, so I might as well just say it one more time. But yeah, it's it's good to be here. It's fun. Yeah, like you said, season is here. It's coming, and let's get this going. I mean, it, it without preseason or training camp, it just feels like forever. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think I, I can't think of many other gingers, so I think you may get it by default, Tyler. I'm not sure. Yep, but... <laughs> So we're going to start off with usually we start off the show with our fantasy face off, which is kind of, uh, you know, one player versus another. But occasionally we'll do a nod to to the guest on the show, which is what we're doing this week. And you guys do sort of something similar where you do player A versus player B, but without giving the names initially and giving some stats and stuff. So we're going to do a stats and stuff in honor of Tyler this week. I'm not sure I did it as good as whoever whoever writes him up for this sh- for your show, but uh, we'll see how it goes. And okay, so player A has averaged 5.9 receptions per game for his career and has ca- had career highs in yards and yards per reception last year, as well as his second highest TD total, and has finished a wide receiver one two of the last three years. Player B has averaged 4.4 receptions per game for his career, eight and a half TDs per season, but never exceeded 900 yards. He's just two years younger than player A, but going more than three and a half rounds earlier in ADP. 
So, uh, Tyler, which which player do you want, and uh, do you know who they are? <laughs> oh man, that that's tough. I mean, the exceeding nine hundred yards, it it kind of makes you wonder where. But I mean, they're they're going earlier, so you might want to think they're younger. You know, two years younger, three and a half rounds earlier, and and player A seems like he's actually quite good, and he's finished as a wide receiver one. Two of the last three years, uh, I'm actually going to guess player A is Cooper Cup. That's a guess of mine. And player B, Calvin Ridley. I'll let you know after Dustin goes. But which which guy are you picking? Me, I will pick. I'll pick the production. It the wide receiver one. You know, two of the last three years. I know I usually go youth on the show, but. Man, if you're wide receiver one, two of the last three years, you've you've got to be doing something right. Okay, so he takes player A, Dustin. Which guy are you taking? So I'm taking player A, and I actually thought player A was Robert Woods. Um, same same team. Cooper Cup's a good guess, and I thought Ridley was was player B, but I want um, player A. Um, two wide receiver one, two out of three years. That that's what I want. So how how do we do? You both did get player B. It is Calvin Ridley. Player A, you both chose Jarvis Landry over Calvin Ridley. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the show. Uh, are we, that, that, was just a, that was just a test run. I get it. I mean, I, I'm legit wearing Atlanta's shirt. I knew it was Calvin Ridley, and yet I didn't take my guy. I, I've got a Julio jersey behind me. I've got an Atlanta blanket behind me. Like I've got all Atlanta all around me and yet i didn't choose the player i knew was on my team so i'll just give up i mean i'll just uh, i'll give up dynasty happy hour it's it's gone i <laughs> yeah i mean I, i'm ashamed yeah. of myself right now yeah I, I mean i did this one to to kind of point out the, the criminal disrespect year after year of, of jarvis landry uh, oh, like, yeah. like, it's, like it says, yeah, he has actually finished wide receiver 12 and wide receiver. I think six, it was two of the last three years. And, and uh, he's not even that old. He's only 27. Ridley uh, yeah. kind of points out, you know, how much we, we almost fetishize you know, youth and perceived upside. And, and Calvin really is actually not even that young. He's, he's, he's a little old for a third year wide receiver at 25. Yeah, remember but, uh, the jokes coming in when he came into yeah. league, all the jokes, people were like, Oh God, isn't he already like 27? And now he's everybody's love. Now he's everybody's love child. Uh, it's crazy how things turn. Shout out yeah. to Roy Outhouse. He once he hears this, he's not going to be very happy. He's oh yeah, no. guy as well. Yeah, it's funny. I'm in. I'm in UDPL with him, and I wanted to buy Ridley. And I, I was looking through the teams, looking through, and you know how like you know people have their guys. I said this on my show. Uh, it was, I think this week or last week. And I, and I said, you know, people have their guys and that's that, you know, you know, their guys like mine this year's Deandre Swift. I, I ain't giving him up for anything. And outhouse is Ridley. So when I'm searching through this league and I see he's got Kevin Ridley, I did not even send an offer. I'm like, Nope, this is not happening. I don't want to overpay for, for Kevin Ridley. And it's okay. I, I it's somebody who loves, a fellow Falcon, I'm okay with. If you love somebody that's on my team, I'm okay with you having them. Yeah, you're gonna have to overpay to get get Calvin oh, yeah. Ridley from Outhouse. My my guys, I mean, he's a lot of people's guys, but my guys, DJ Moore. I, I I'm 
overvaluing him beyond even where he's already at. So, um, oh yeah, not- I traded I traded Amari Cooper for DJ Moore straight up in my home league, and it was Amari Cooper for two hundred one where DJ Moore fell to, and I drafted DJ Moore, and I am ecstatic about that trade to this day. <laughs> I was then. I'm like, I'd rather have this rookie phenom that's going to destroy the league. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on DJ Moore. God, I love that. Yeah, I'm with you there. I, I'm not sure, Dustin. Who's who's your guy? I've been buying Cortland Cortland Sutton. I'm not not no word about Judy. I just I love Sutton. I yeah. Sutton and Metcalf, but kind of. I knew you were going to say Metcalf, but Ben <laughs> kind of went a little crazy with the with the Metcalf love. So um, I'm staying with Sutton. I moved uh, Metcalf for Sutton in a couple weeks already. So. I still don't know how people are still sleeping on Metcalf. Like they, I, it's insane to me. People are still like, ah, oh, no, he, he, he's a nine route guy. Well, Matt, I, I finally this year I finally figured out how to read Matt Harmon's reception reception perception. <laughs> finally figured out the graphs and how to match them up evenly and how to like. I'm not read sure I have figured that out yet. <laughs> it, it, it was like one of those moments where right when you find out because I wa- I read an article about it and like right when I figured it out I'm like, oh. Oh my God, my world just changed completely. And his reception perception is insane. Like he wasn't asked around many routes, but when he was asked to run those routes, he was very good at them. Yeah. Over here in Seattle, like I'm just like, I was trying to not make the homer pick of picking Metcalf, but Ben's from the same area. And like he, he loves Metcalf so much. He paid a lot to buy him yesterday. Um, he gave up Rager, Hooper, and Brian Edwards for Metcalf. <laughs> That's Amari Cooper? <laughs> no, uh, Austin Hooper. Oh, Austin Hooper. I mean, that's Austin not Hooper, bad. Jalen Rager and Brian Edwards. That's not, that's not bad because I think DK is actually proving himself. Rager still, you know, p- people are saying he, he could be a rookie guy, a guy who comes in and, and produces your one. Are we still sure? Our, our thing of Whiteside is legit showing up in camp i mean he's slimmed down he he's i i was just talking to somebody on twitter today about our thega whiteside and saying you know he came in lazy last year he came in thinking all oh, my athletic abilities is going to carry me th- no 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 you got to work and i think he's finally putting in the effort this year and it's showing in camp rager might have a harder time than people think to, to play because i mean they love greg ward there for some odd reason but yeah i'm and and DK, he's proven it. And I think that was his floor last year. So I, I don't get why people are still sleeping on him. There was, I had a buddy in a home league. I traded for Kyler Murray. I gave up DK Metcalf for Kyler Murray. It's a one quarterback, and I need a quarterback so bad. And my receiver group is so deep. <laughs> and DK was probably like my fifth receiver. So I'm like, I, I need this quarterback bad. And so I did the trade. And then he went around and said, I'll give you DK for a first rounder. My buddy's like, no way, man. I looked at him like, are you insane? (laughs) I'm like, yes, you give that first rounder up quicker than you even thought. Like, just, yeah, take it. Oh, yeah, I love DK. I, when I was talking to Ben, I didn't think it was that bad for him. Twitter didn't like it, but like he's stacked in that league and like, go get your guys. Like if he improves, you're not going to be able to buy him going next year. So, you know, you have to, Send some flyers for your guy. I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah. Going back to what you said about a Rager, spoiler alert, we will be getting into him a little bit later because we are going to be talking about wide receivers this week. Uh, we we don't have a commission topic this week, which we usually do every week. So because we wanted to make a little more space because we're going into um, 
going into some wide receivers. We did tight ends last week. And uh, when we came up with that tight end uh, theme last week, we weren't planning this. But we decided, you know, there's a few weeks before the regular season starts. Maybe we'll take a position group each week and talk about some guys and some situations. So that's what we're going to do this week as we do our Dynasty Strategy portion of the show. Dynasty Strategy. So getting into wide receivers, uh, before we get into some of the specific questions we have here, just wanted to talk a little bit about general wide receiver strategy with startups, trades, etc. And uh, kind of the prevailing sentiment, it seems like, in, in the Dynasty community now is, you know, wide receiver is so deep. There's so many guys you can get later that it might make more sense to to not take them really you know a few years back everyone's basically about take the wide receivers they got the longer shelf life uh they hold value longer but uh tyler are you on board with that is it more you know especially in superflex more running back quarterback early um maybe wait on the wide receivers or or maybe not be trading for the high-end wide receivers because you can get production elsewhere yeah i'm a big fan of waiting on receiver uh, I I did about three startups this year, and I noticed the fifth and sixth round are the hot spots for the receivers. Like Terry McLaurin was a fifth round pick, and and, and guys like, I, I mean AJ Brown was in the third, but I mean you got your rookies, the Jerry Judys. If you had rookies involved, were, was a six. Lamb was a six. Jefferson was was like an eighth. I mean I mean getting those guys is a better route for me than that. A-Rob is criminally underrated, and he was like a fifth-round pick this year in startups for Superflex. And, and Galladay, even, he seems like he was like a third or fourth round. Yeah, people are going running back, running back, or, or quarterbacks early in Superflex leagues, and wide receivers are dropping. So, I, I mean, if you... The, the issue with it is, yeah, you can get Michael Thomas, Tyreek, and, and possibly even a guy like DJ Moore and have those three receivers, but you are suffering everywhere else. And, and, and it's because everybody's going with those quarterbacks. And honestly, in a super flex, give me two very good quarterbacks over the receivers, because you can get guys like Will Fuller in the eighth or ninth and, and guys like, like you get, get a little more youth, like a Rager later on as a rookie that could, that could hit. And I mean, we're seeing Adam Thielen dropped criminal, like in the seventh round, you can get older vets to carry you through until these rookies hit and you still have those two stud running backs and two stud quarterbacks from the rounds one through four. Yeah. Let me wait on receiver and just get youth. And I'm okay with having a guy like Will Fuller as my second receiver or Terry McLaurin, even as my one, because I do think he is a one and I'm okay with that. As long as I have my studs at the other positions, I'm perfectly fine with just having major depth and youth at receiver and go on that route. Yeah, I'm on board with that too. Uh, especially we talked about this last week. I, I'm also an elite tight end guy. So I often like to also grab Kittle or Kelsey or Andrews Ertz in, in some of those early rounds. And uh, I will win on quarterback, but if you can load up on running back tight end, maybe take a quarterback at the value falls, right? It just makes so much sense. And like you said, even if you're, even if you're not, you know, I'm not that ageist. Of, I'm one, probably one of those least ageist dynasty players you're going to meet. And but you can get so many of those, you know, middle to older guys like like you said, Woods, Landry, who we talked about earlier. Uh, you know, Thielen. There's just just so much value that you can get later in drafts. Is that where you're at, Dustin? Too. 
kind of depends on what I'm trying to do going into like a startup specifically. I'm usually the productive struggle kind of guy. And so what I like to do in that is I like to, you know, stock my wide receivers and my quarterbacks and get as many draft picks as I can in the next year. And then, you know, I'm, if you're in a rebuild, I want to build those wide receivers and then use my picks to get running backs at the end, um, just because of the shelf life. Um, that's traditionally what I do if I can pull off the productive struggle. If not, then I'm right there with you guys. And I like to buy those running backs early and fade wide receivers. Like Tyler was talking about, there's so much value in four, five, and six for wide receivers. Like I've seen Odell drop there, you know, Metcalf's there. Like, so there's guys that are going to be ones that are, you can get in rounds four, five, and six. So, and you almost have to, like, everybody's taking running back so early that if you don't, you're, you're not gonna be able to compete. Um, so I'm right there with you guys. Agreed. I feel like yeah, running backs, you know, they're getting taken earlier than ever before. So it's definitely, I think, the way to go. And beyond just a general strategy idea, we, we have some specific questions here. We also are going to get to some listener questions that we maybe threw the, the topic out on Twitter and got a lot of response from different receivers and, and uh, teams that they wanted us to talk about. But uh, I came up with some specific questions for the guys that we're going to go through. So the first one is what wide receiver who's not currently being drafted as a wide receiver one, um, who will be a wide receiver one next off season. So kind of a guy you might want to get in on before he, before he blows up. So we'll go back to you, Dustin, who, who was your guy? So I don't know if this is cheating or not, cause this guy's been there before, but I think um, we'll see Odell kind of jump back into the top 12 he was hurt last year and he seems really motivated just kind of if you see what you know he's doing out there in practice and what he's saying um he just seems really motivated to get back there and he's probably the most talented receiver in the league or one of the top five most talented receivers in the league so i think that he'll get back up to the top 12 this year yeah you did dustin did take the most obvious one because he is wide receiver 13 but uh tyler you see you see a bounce back for odell this year and and maybe for baker as well i sure hope so because in a league i i went in on odell beckham and honestly he's the most frustrating player i've ever owned in fantasy football the most frustrating because every single year he went off he wasn't on my team i've owned this guy twice <laughs> in this league and every year i've had him he's been hurt so i i Traded him away. I got a first and a second, and then I actually traded for him. And I only had to give up two seconds in a in a like dark shot as a rookie because a guy was even sick and tired of it. So I decided to trade for him. Yeah, most frustrating player, and I'm nervous owning him. But I do think there's a bounce back in store. It seemed like his injury was not good. I mean, very ungood per se. And <laughs> and Beckham is a is a very good receiver, and when he is healthy, he's one of the best route runners in the league. And Matt Harmon's reception perception, I'll go back to it. He Beckham was poor, like very bad. One of the lowest scores Harmon has has recorded with Beckham. And it's it's an outlier for his for his career. So uh, we hope that it's an outlier. I hope that these lower body injuries haven't taken a toll on him. And I do hope he comes back to full health because if he is, he's going to be a league winner. Yeah, I, b I believe that's a technical term. Very ungood. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, and I, I'm with you both. I, I I definitely like like the Beckham pick. Uh, I definitely think the injury was a big factor in what happened last year. Plus the new team, I I you know I think that can't go 
you know, unnoticed is that guys switching teams, it's often an adjustment period. We, we see it all the time. Yeah, so, Freddie Kitchens was not a good coach either. Yeah, that let's, too. let's not forget that. <laughs> yeah. So, so if, we're, if, if Beckham is at, at 13, he's actually number 12 in startup. I'll go Sutton. I talked about him earlier. Um, I just think he's that big, big body receiver that's going to be successful. You know, he's he's same size as Julio. He's 6'3", 220. I, I, you know, I think that team is going to be a lot better, so I think he will be a lot better, especially in the red zone. So I'll go Sutton if we don't do Beckham. There's two. There's two. <laughs> okay, you, you're giving us two there. Uh, let's go with yours, Tyler. Uh, who do you got? Going to be a wide receiver one next year. Yeah, I got Terry McLaurin. And it, and it's due to what I saw on the field last year. He's an elite player that did not have elite quarterback. And that, that's an issue. If you don't have somebody that can get you the ball, uh, you know, that's catchable. There's there was one play right when Haskins came. In. I think it was his first game. Terry McLaurin on a slant route. Haskins threw it right over his head, probably about 10 feet over his head. And it was an easy ball. McLaurin was wide open. He had an easy trot to the touchdown. But man. Now, I think Haskins will take a step forward. He has to because you can't go down from from dirt. You can't you can't go down from where Haskins was. So I do think Haskins get better. He seemed like he had his head in the right place this offseason. That is Haskins. And Terry McLaurin, I, I think they're gonna have a they're gonna have a connection. He's literally the only man in town with Geis gone. I think they're gonna have to rely on just uh just a heat, a Play-Doh style, you you know, how kids take the blue Play-Doh, the red Play-Doh, the green Play-Doh, and they just mash them all together. That's the Washington backfield this year. So Terry McLaurin is going to be the centerpiece of this offense, and I do think he'll get 120-plus targets. He's going to eat this year, and he's going to be the guy that, if you don't trade for now, is going to be unobtainable. Yeah, that's that's the big thing to me is is – I don't see how he doesn't get massive target volume and uh, you know, there's a lot of guys they don't, you know, it's, there's not that a lot of guys who are getting those massive target volumes nowadays. Yeah. You know, you got Michael Thomas, um, Devonte Adams, but there's not a lot of them. So, uh, with what else they have there, it's hard to see them not hitting at least 120, if not more. Uh, yeah. And, and, and the crazy thing is, is he's one of the, like, He's one of the outliers in the reception perception. Matt Harmon has stated that he is he's like one of the top producers in all time history of his of his program. Like that's wow. insane. And McLaurin, he runs a four three and he's one of the best route runners in the league. Like that those two combined is just unstoppable. You can't stop them. Yeah, it's crazy too. I mean, we're getting them. You know, everyone was getting them in the third round of rookie drafts last year, and oh yeah, I, I, yeah. I in a home league, I gave up a second round pick in 2020 for two fourth round picks, and you know who I took with those picks? Deontay Johnson and Terry McLaurin, and people wow. thought I was insane. <laughs> people why? thought I was insane, and I'm sitting here, I'm like, why are these guys dropping? And then somebody had two picks in a row, and I'm like, yep, take my second. <laughs> yeah i have a bunch of mclaren for the same reason uh, i i was a little late to get i'm fully on there now but a little late to get on the deontay train i wasn't there as a rookie but uh i'll get into my guy now and i went to maybe even a little bolder than you um definitely bolder than dustin but uh <laughs> <laughs> hey no 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 he changed it to sutton you can't <laughs> Yeah, the, this is bolder than Sutton, I think. Uh, and it's not a homer pick. It's my pick is Jalen Rager. 
will break into the wide receiver one range. And he, and here's why before before Dustin accuses me of being a Homer Eagles fan. Uh it's based first of all, I mean and I always take these with a grain of salt, but he's getting a lot of good reports out of camp. Um originally the thought was that he was just going to do the Deshaun the Jackson role. Uh he was going to I think the the Z um and He's been all over the field. He's been, they've even worked him in the slot a little bit, so they definitely want to get him involved. He's been doing all three wide receiver positions. And the other thing with me is that he's – I mean, he was basically a lot of people's wide receiver three or four this year. And so everybody already has a high opinion on him. He's got first-round draft capital. And if those guys produce in year one, their value just takes off. I mean, we've seen it with A.J. Brown. We've seen it with with DK Metcalf, who is is wide receiver fourteen in Superflex ADP, and both those guys had uh, in the, had under sixty catches. They were like fifty two, I think, for Metcalf and fifty eight for AJ. Between nine hundred uh, nine hundred for Metcalf and a thousand fifty, I think it is for Brown. And I, I think those numbers are obtainable. And if he does that, I think we're going to see the similar value boost uh, boost with Rager. I mean, given that Alshon's probably going to start the season on Pup, you can't depend on on Deshaun Jackson. Uh, who knows what we're going to get out of J-Jaw. Uh, I just, I just, I definitely think those numbers are within range. And if he produces, just like I said, like a 55-60 catch, 975, seven yard, seven touchdown season, he's probably going to be in that that wide receiver 14, 13, 12 range. Uh, Dustin, what do you think? I'm not there yet with Rager. Um, <laughs> I just don't. Uh, I just there's a lot of guys in that range that I I would have trouble putting them over. Um, you know I don't know who we bump out either. Like I have Beckham, Metcalf, Sutton, like all those guys over him. And I just don't like he could do it. I just I I can't put him there yet. I need uh, I don't even if he has like you look at you know Metcalf had 900 yards in what do you have eight, nine touchdowns? And like, he's not, a, he's not a wide receiver one, but like, he's that wide receiver 14. He's almost there. Yeah, exactly. So like, I think Rager yeah, can in close. I just don't know that he's there. Now, Tyler, no, I will, I'll play the devil's advocate with, uh, with you and say, okay, wh- who is Rager mo- most comp to? If you talk to Ray, Ray Garvin, I mean, it's Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill, a guy who can jump, he can go get those contested balls. He's fast. I don't think Rager's as fast as him. He's probably a four three four three eight guy because I think he ran poorly at the combine. I don't think that was his real time. I, I do think that Carson Wentz is a poor man, Pat Mahomes. I mean, Pat Mahomes has Andy Reid. Uh, if if Wentz had Andy Reid, Wentz would be far superior than he is right now. Doug Peterson's fine, but he's not Andy Reid. And I think... I think, I think a lot of Wentz, people in Philly would disagree with you, but continue. But I, I do think <laughs> I, I love Wentz. Wentz is one of my favorite players. He, he He's a fellow redhead. I got to root for him. I mean, him and Andy Dalton, we got to, we got to stay close together. We're a tight knit group, but I mean, Wentz is very underrated and, and his deep ball is very good. And Rager is, I think is going to succeed in that aspect early on. And if he does, Rager's going to start getting more comfortable with Wentz. Wentz is going to start having chemistry. Rager is a guy that if he starts off, you know, having these big splash games early, then we're going to start seeing later on the season, them connecting on these, on these shorter routes where he breaks off. Rager is a guy that 
Yeah, I mean, he can do it. He can for sure do it. And I do think, you know, it, if Jeffrey is still going to be hurt for a while and and Jackson, he's not the bill of health and, and Ortega Whiteside do, isn't doing what he's doing in camp right now, Rager's the guy and the two tight ends. So, I mean, Rager could get a very hefty target share. There is a definite possibility he could get that. That's where I'm at. I, I just think he has the clearest path of almost any rookie to, to really solid production his first season. And as I said, we've seen it. If, if a guy gets even just good production, I mean, like I said, A.J. Brown is was, I think, 52, 1,050, and eight or eight touchdowns. So if he can exceed that, and A.J. Brown is a wide receiver one right now in, in value and in ADP. So we'll see. But uh, I think uh, Tyler's right and Dustin's wrong. So we'll go on to the next question. <laughs> which is uh, just the opposite of what we just asked, which was who is being drafted as a wide receiver one right now, who won't be drafted as a wide receiver one next year. So again, a guy, maybe you may want to get out on as we approach the season. Um, or I or answered this question wrong, by the way. So I will change my, change my answer. Maybe a wide receiver one in 2015, but we'll just, <laughs> Well, no, no. I mean, the, I mean, if you want to change it, you can. But the guy you picked, if he he's he's wide receiver twelve in ADP. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and sure. Let, let's, so you can go yes. with that. Yeah. Okay. So why don't you go with him then? Since we're talking about. Him. All right, I'm I'm gonna go with my dude Julio. He's my favorite player of all time in the NFL, and that's saying a lot because I've I've liked a ton of player Randy Moss. You know, up here in Minnesota, loved him. But no, Julio is it, and. Oh man, for so many years, people were like, oh, the decline's coming. He's gonna, he's gonna fall apart. Wait for it. Nope. It's not gonna happen. And honestly, I think I've given up on that. I I was somebody at 20 set when he was 27 saying, Oh, the lower body injuries are are piling up. You gotta get up before Julio starts falling apart. I was wrong on that. And I feel terrible for even saying that about my dude Julio. But being 32 years old next year is going to kill his ADP. And the fact that he's 31 and his ADP is where it's at now. I mean, good for him. I mean, wide receiver 12 at that ADP. That's that's almost that deserves an award. People should go to his house and give him an award for that. Like, dude, you're 31 and you're wide receiver 12. In drafts. I know, that, guys are old at 28 now. So that he's there yeah, at 31. Like, like one of your guys' guys is talked about in that light now. So I'll wait for you guys to talk about that. But yeah, Julio is going to be a guy just, just for age. That's all I'm going to say. It's only going to be for age. I think he's got two to three years of very good production left, which is insane to even say. But Julio is going to be in the league a lot longer than people think. I think he's going to start becoming a value and a good trade, trade asset to go try to acquire because he's going to be very cheap. And he's exactly the kind of guy I'll, I'll be liking to acquire. Because like I said, I, I'm worried more about production than age and value. I'm always trying to win now. So he's a guy I think, like you said, for the next few years is going to be going to be a great value. And, and if you're trying, you know, if you're a contender and you're winning now. Um, Dustin, any thoughts on Julio? No, I mean, I I don't think he'll be drafted as a wide receiver one next year. So I think it's easy to see him fall out. But like. I think he'll perform as a wide receiver one still. Like I, he's just the type that I don't. I think he's gonna be wide receiver one until he decides to quit. I think he's just gonna be that good for a while. Like I was saying, like he's just gonna stay wide receiver one production wise until he's done. Until he decides to be done. He's just yeah. he's just good. 
And I think almost regardless of what he, I mean, he could have probably like 1500 yards this year. And he's still like Tyler said, just because he's 32, he's at least going to fall a few spots to something like wide receiver 15 or something. Um, but I, I'll get into Mayan now, um, which is, uh, this one may be a little bold as well because he's currently being drafted as wide receiver four. It's the guy Tyler was talking about, I think, which was I went with DeAndre Hopkins. And I love DeAndre Hopkins, but uh, as I alluded to earlier with Odell Beckham, he is switching teams. I think we sometimes underrate that. Uh, a lot of times there is an adjustment period coming to a new team. Uh, he may not be the target monster he was in, in uh, Houston, you know, Christian Christian Kirk is there. Larry Fitz is still there hanging on. Uh, they're going to throw to Drake. They're going to throw to some other guys. So he may not be quite the target monster. He's got the adjustment period. And similar to Julio, even if he does fairly well this year, which I think we are definitely going to see some sort of dip in production, but even if he does well, just the fact that he's going to be 29 next year is going to be held against him. He definitely will not be wide receiver for uh, I think we could see something. I don't think he'll fall that far. I think it'd be something like Beckham, like we saw. He he had the adjustment period. He also had the injury and didn't perform as well and fell to wide receiver 13. So if he's not a wide receiver one, I think he's fallen just out of there. Um, at like wide receiver 13, 14 will be drafted at maybe. But and I just I don't feel as confident either that like we're talking about Julio as he ages just. Just because of the new team, I'm just worried that we might – I don't feel as secure as I do, say, with Julio that he's going to produce like Hopkins of old. So uh, I, I don't mind selling Hopkins right now just because I think this is probably the highest his value will be the rest of his career. So that's my argument. What do you guys think? No, I could see it. And I think with me the issue is – Kyler likes to spread the ball and Kirk is not a slouch. And I do think that after Fitzgerald leaves, uh, I think there's a chance they do take another receiver. I know they're looking at CD lamb, even when they got Hopkins and I would not be shocked if they go for a receiver in the first round this coming year or the next, but it, Hopkins, like you said, he's getting, he's getting up there in age. And the, the main issue is the, the offense for me, we're, we're still not quite sure if he's going to get fed like he did in Houston. And that, I mean, he was getting everything in Houston and I, I, I want to see it first. And I think even then you're still going to see a dip in production from, from Hopkins. So yeah, I, I I'd love to sell him right now. It's top value. Yeah. So I am there that he's going to drop. I don't think that he'll drop outside of the top 12. Next year, I think that people will look into like a, a year to uh, bounce back and still keep them in their top 12. I mean, I could see it happening, but I just think value wise with how good he's been, I don't think that he'll fall out of the top 12. I, 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 I agree with. Would you have said that. that about Odell last year, though? And just for the record, by the way, I looked this up. Odell last year, August ADP, Superflex ADP. He was wide receiver four. Just yep. like, just like Hopkins. So, um, no, and I, and I, I thought I knew you were going to come back at me with that. <laughs> like I already looked that up to see kind of where he was <laughs> last year versus this year. Um, if you look at startup ADP in wide receiver, Odell is actually in the top 12 in startup versus, um, 
view on DLF, he's number 12. I just think Hopkins is more proven than Odell and he's more consistent and that'll help him. I still think he's going to be on the border this year of a wide receiver one, uh, low, like high end wide receiver two. So I don't think there'll be enough to bump him out, but I could see it happening. I do agree with his value. Like right now, wide receiver four, like if you're, if somebody will pay you wide receiver four a value for him, then I'd move him. I just don't think anybody is paying that right now. I think people are already starting to make those, those excuses and those narratives that, Oh, he's switching teams. He's not going to be as good. He's not going to get the targets and people are already using that narrative that I don't think you'll get that now, but if you do, then I would sell him for that. Yeah, I can see that point. I, I, I think he's still getting close to that. I mean, I think still a lot of people still value him as a really high wide receiver one, but uh, maybe not quite wide receiver four. So we'll go to our, our next question, which was um, again, Rocky, you didn't even let me give, give mine. Come on. Gosh, I'm sorry, Dustin. I missed that. I am so sorry. Um, Uh, Give yours, Dustin. Yeah. So I think uh, as much as I love him, um, Kenny, Kenny Galladay, like he was, he's good. um, But I think like they have Swift and carry on there. They have Hawkinson another year. If Jones is healthy, like I just, I love, I love Galladay, but he was, he was wide receiver two every year before that. Like he was only wide receiver one this last year. And, so I could, there's just so many, so much young talent coming up that I think that he'll be on the outside looking in next year. Um, as much as I love him, but I just, I, and I've been buying him where I can. I just, I think there's, they're going to spread that ball around too much for him to, to keep that value. Tyler, any thoughts on Galladay? I, I love the talent and I, you know, I do think he resigns with Detroit. They got, they got plenty of money. The the I mean Marvin Jones is going to be gone after this year. Quintess Cephas is I think the only receiver on on under contract for next year, so he's a guy that I'm looking to for next year. But other than that, yeah, I think Galladay's it, and I do agree with Hawkinson. I think he's going to take a step. DeAndre Swift, I absolutely love, but I still think Galladay's the one, and I think he's going to be the guy there. I could see him just standing pat for the next couple of years. I do think he will be a wide receiver one. I kind of agree with Tyler here. I could just, just because like he said, Jones is leaving and I, I do think Galladay will produce well this year. Um, I, I don't know that he rises much. He's kind of in the low end wide receiver one range, but I could see him hanging around. Um, but let's get on to the next one, which is uh, an, again, more along the buys and sells line, but more in the short term. So who's a cheaper possibly older guy that you're targeting if you're a contender tyler you went you went the deepest here so let's go with yours first yeah i (laughs) i went with golden tate and and it's just because you saw the production when he was healthy they have three receivers that are, are 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 kind of good kind of around the same type of realm of production you're going to get and darius slayton who i absolutely love and i think he's a buy right now too and Sterling Shepard, who is also kind of a buy because he's just very underrated and a very good receiver that you can spot start. And then Golden Tate, who at wide receiver 65 in DLF ADP is, I mean, he produced so good last year when he was healthy and he was on the field. I just think he's going to be a guy that gets you 10 points and possibly more if he scores. 
and you're going to be happy with it. So you, you can get them for a third round pick and you, you know, you're going to be able to use them this year in a year where COVID could hit and you need the, you need the depth. So golden Tate is just a pure depth piece and he's super cheap. You don't have to overpay for him and you're going to get production. Yeah, I agree. Definitely, definitely super cheap. And, uh, I'm going to kind of rush through these a little bit because we have a lot of listener questions to get to. So, um, Dustin, why don't you uh, give yours? So I've talked about this guy on the podcast, and we just talked about him a few minutes ago, how much I love Marvin Jones. Um, he's right there with Golden Tate, like price-wise. You can get him for late second, early third. Um, and he produces when he's on the field. And now him staying healthy, obviously, is a concern, but – you know, he's just one of those guys that's going to produce being on the field, and you can get him for basically nothing right now. Uh, yeah, and you, you know I'm on board with Marvin Jones. Uh, we, we talk about him all the time on this pod. It's a very pro Marvin Jones pod. But uh, I'll give mine, and then we'll go on to the next topic, which uh, mine is just A.J. Green, which is the highest ADP guy of the three. He's at wide receiver 43. But that's still – Pretty cheap for a guy who, if he can finally stay healthy, uh, definitely has wide receiver one upside. Um, we haven't seen it for a few years, but he's got Burrow coming in. Got a pretty good uh, weapons around him right now. So uh, I like A.J. Green as a cheap buy. You can get on a contender. Um, just like these other guys, you can probably get them. Um, you know, for for probably well, he's be a little, little higher than the two guys you just said, but probably for a second. So, um, and in a similar vein, we also went with uh, who's a cheaper or more under the radar younger guy you can target in a rebuild. So, Dustin, why don't you give yours? So I went with Paris Campbell. Um, I'm still a believer in the talent, and he's been flashing so far in the preseason. Um, Hilton's hurt. Um, still again whatever we want to say about hilton so i think that um paris is just going to walk into some opportunities um immediately on the field he was uh pre pretty highly regarded last year and i think that you know the injuries are past him so far and he's just gonna um walk in opportunities so i like buying him at wide receiver 60. yeah i'm i'm, I'm a big campbell guy as well tyler you like campbell yeah, no, he he was one of my favorite receivers coming out last year, and I God, he was the end of the first first round type guy, and guys like those that were first round picks that drop to like a third round pick is is a guy that you want to go buy. I mean, the the drop in value is so insane that you need to go out and and send offers for those guys immediately. Otherwise, you're going to lose out. De yeah, I definitely agree with that. That's that's the great thing about rookie receivers is the end. Yeah, if they don't perform, you can get them much cheaper than that second year, and sometimes they'll still bust out for you. Um, I also just wanted to mention too, because um, we like I said, we do have listener questions, um, and one was from at Nick Martinez Br, um, our boy Nick, and I'm basically counting this as answering your question, Nick, because he asked what wide receiver outside of the top 100 dynasty ADP do you think will be inside the top 75 next year? So um, I don't know if any, all these guys will be in the top 75, but I hope this is close enough to your question to help you out. And uh, my guy um, was uh, Preston Williams uh, in Miami. He's wide receiver 54. Um, he's, 
kind of anecdotally, if you're looking on Twitter, a lot of there's a lot of Preston Williams buzz out there, but he's still apparently not getting drafted super high. It's basically, especially after all the opt-outs, it's basically just him and Parker. Uh, there's a little concern with the ACL, but um, I definitely like Preston to do well this year. He was a lot of people said he was a first round talent that just that you know it was just the character issues that. I think did you go? I believe he went undrafted, or uh, was it a late yep. round pick? Or, yeah, undrafted. So um, I definitely like Preston Williams as a guy who can ball out this year. And and who knows if if Parker can reproduce what he did last year? Preston Williams could even end up being the wide receiver one in that offense. And that leaves Tyler's guy. So go at it. Yeah, mine's James Washington, and another guy like Paris Campbell, who was an early like a later round first round pick or early second. And kind of just fell out of favor. Now, the issue with it is in his rookie year, he he had a little up and down, had some issues. But this past year, he had 700 plus yards and had three touchdowns without Big Ben a lot of the season with like almost a trash heap at quarterback. That's saying something to me. That, to me, when I looked at the stats, that was a huge jump. That was like 500-yard jump. And usually people would look at that and be like, wow, look at that. This this young player everybody liked took this big leap and we're expecting year three to have a bigger leap, maybe 900 yards, 1,000 yards. No, people are looking at Deontay Johnson, who I still like, Juju, who I like as well, Chase Claypool, who I like. They got all these weapons. Well, you know what? Ben Roethlisberger can support three receivers. We've seen it. And their running game, isn't as great as we probably all think. James Connor's fine, but he's always hurt. Who's behind him? Benny Snell. I mean, if you're going to tell me Benny Snell is going to back him up, I give me the receivers because they're going to throw around the yard then. James Washington is probably going to be a deep threat. Deontay Johnson's the route runner. And then you got Juju who plays slot, who catches a lot of the inside balls. They've got their, their basketball team. So let's let let's kind of roll with that and and pick your poison. I mean, James Washington's Washington super cheap. I I've, I've been throwing out offers, and I mean I've had no bites. I've been really lowballing, but I, for two thirds, <laughs> you should you should be able to get at least one bite for two thirds for James Washington because there's got to be somebody that's just giving up hope. Everybody I've tried trading with knows I'm trying to trade for him, so that's the issue. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame we're not only there because I'd probably give you James Washington for two thirds, although I don't have much of him. I just I just worry because I am so I am so high on Deontay and and Juju. Like you said, maybe Ben can support three wide receivers. I thought that was a good point you made about the running backs. If Connor goes down, they're they're probably not going to be able to run the ball very well at all. So, but yeah, I mean, two thirds is not much to give up. Okay, so now we will. Uh, we didn't get to use. Uh, we won't get to use on our show this week the fantasy faceoff and, and commish uh, drops, but we'll get to uh, hopefully insert our, our our listener question drop right here. So, listener questions. We got like I said, I threw it on Twitter and I got uh, more responses uh, than I thought I would get. Actually, uh, quite a few. We'll try and run through them pretty quick and. Uh, the first one was from at FF Trader Joe, uh, and he basically just mentioned uh, talking about the Rams wide receivers. So, I mean, you got Cup versus Woods. Uh, you know, do we worry about the whole 12 personnel thing for Cup? That's been the narrative all offseason. 
Dustin, what do you think? Is is Cup still potential wide receiver one? Do you like Woods better? What do you think? I think I still like Woods better, but I have them both right there. I think they're both good. I'm not really worried about the 12 personnel. Like, I think McVay is smart enough that he's going to like he's going to get his best players involved, and his best receivers are are Cup and Woods. I think Van will will have flashes like. You know, just like last year, we saw Reynolds. He had flashes here and there. Same with the Van, but I, I'm not too worried about the 12 personnel. I think Cup and Woods will still both be there. Like one of them will probably be wide receiver one, low end wide receiver one, and one will be high end wide receiver two, and um, that's where I have them. Um, what do you think, Tyler? Yeah, I I mean Woods is criminally underrated every single year, so he's a guy that you can always get for pretty cheap. And then you get a guy like like Cup, who who's valued a little higher. He's in a contract year. I McVay loves Cooper Cup. Jared Goff loves Cooper Cup. He's he's going to be a red zone threat all the time. I do think they use their twelve personnel, but I, I I'm I'm okay with going for Cup still. I'm okay with with grabbing him anywhere. But uh, that offense should rebound. Cam Akers is going to be a stud. Watch out for him. But <laughs> I. I I mean, those two receivers are are going to start being the the guys that are are safe floors, high ceilings, week to week in that offense. I'm with you. I like, but I like both guys. Uh, I'm a little bit more of a Cup guy than a Woods guy. Uh, and uh, we've been hearing glowing reports out uh, of Rams camp event. Van Jefferson. Uh, I actually had mentioned him recently as a guy, a deep guy that I like. Uh, Tyler, you see, you see him producing anything year one. Uh, I mean, him and Josh Reynolds, I've got to fight back and forth. I mean, you hear glowing reports about Josh Reynolds too. Josh Reynolds is a guy that I do think the Rams like, but he's a guy that is also in a contract year and van. They, they put major draft stock into, and you, that speaks volumes for the Rams because they need help everywhere. And when you take a running back and a receiver with your two early picks, and that's pretty much all you got for a while, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it and be like, wow, okay, I'm I, I'm gonna be in on this because I do think McVay is a genius at offense, and when somebody puts that much draft capital into it, when the the trenches are just so weak for that team, the defense is terrible, other than Jalen Ramsey, yeah, give me those two guys in, in Acres and Van Jefferson where they are because I do think they go up. Yeah, and that's yeah. When I and when I had mentioned before, I I think it's more a twenty twenty one thing probably with him, especially yeah. because they they have they can get out on all three of their top receivers in twenty twenty one. Two of them are free agents, and Woods I think has a uh, an out where they can pay him like under two million dollars if they want to. I don't necessarily expect them to move on from all three, but I I could see moving on from one or two of them and and Van jumping up the the depth chart there. Um. So uh, at fantasy and sport talk to ask us to talk about the chargers wide receivers. So a couple questions I want to throw out there, which was that, uh, you know, everybody's, you know, Keenan and, and probably Mike Williams are being downgraded uh, because of Tyrod and Herbert. And the other whoa, thing is Herbert. Good. I love <laughs> Herbert. So you're talking to, you're talking to the wrong guy here. I know, but people worry about a rookie quarterback throwing to the guys. And uh, the other thing I wanted to throw out there, maybe you can address this one first, because I, uh, with the, with these deeper rookies, I think you're you're maybe a little more knowledgeable than I am. I, maybe Dustin too. I don't know, but um, <laughs> but uh, Joe Reed and KJ Hill. What do you what do you think of those guys, especially with the Williams injuries? 
uh, who, who, if you're targeting one of them, who, who should you be looking at? I mean, it's Joe Reed. You see, you hear him play here. Coach is saying that he's going to play all over. He's going to be used as a weapon. I like hearing that because offenses are going to start having those players as quote unquote, a weapon. They're not going to be, you know, it, it like the Lim Bowden type guys that can play all over the field. Joe Reed is that. And they, the chargers don't have that. KJ Hill is a tiny slot guy. He runs good routes. Yeah. I, I think he's very underrated, but man, he was drafted very late. Joe Reed was a fifth round pick and an early fifth round pick. So we got to look at that and, and kind of look at where the team drafted him. Joe Reed is, is a Swiss army knife type. He's going to do kick and punt returns. They're going to use him everywhere on the field. And, and I do think that if he gets on the field, he's free right now. I picked him up in a couple leagues. So why not go for the guy who is free over? I mean, KJ Hill's free too, but over the, the lower drafted player that is like 160 pounds soaking wet. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. And like in most of my drafts and just in trades I've seen around, like KJ Hill is going, he's more expensive than, than Joe Reed. And I don't understand it. Like, like you said, Reed was the earlier pick. He he kind of fits that scheme a little bit more. Like KJ Hill, like you said, he's the skinny skinny slot guy, and I think that that's where a lot, a lot of where Keenan Allen plays. So I don't know where KJ Hill gets on the field to take any of that away from Keenan Allen. Now Keenan can go outside and he's over the field, but he's mostly in the slot. So I don't see KJ Hill really taking that over. So I'm right there with you on Joe Reed. Um, what are you doing with Mike Williams with his injuries? Are you holding pat you like he's the injuries are starting to pile up a little bit with him like where are you at with him i mean he's a hold for me if you have him if you don't have him i'd go on by because honestly with herbert at quarterback williams is the receiver i want out of the out of that receiving core and it's just due to how herbert plays the game and herbert's got a fantastic arm he is accurate deep the my con- comparison to Herbert is he's a Josh Allen with actual accuracy down the field. And that's like Josh Allen's biggest thing is no accuracy. So if he is that and he is what I believe he is, I, I mean, I- I've got to listen to myself. I got I got to believe me. So I- I'm going to be all in with that. And Williams, he's going into next year. He's going to be due $16 million. Yes, he is a $16 million receiver next year. And he picked up his option. So Williams will be on the team. He is still part of their future. And I do think that with Herbert playing, I think by week five, Williams will come back and Herbert will be playing then. And I think they'll 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 make beautiful music together in in the later season. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Like it doesn't sound like from what I've seen, his injury doesn't sound like it's, it's something like major a- that's yeah, it's like a weeks. three, four week, three, four week injury. It'll, it'll go into the season, but I think by week three or four, Williams should be back. Yeah. And like if people are, are panicking to sell him now at the beginning of the season, like you saw tons of season left in week three or four that I'm right there with you on buying him. Oh, yeah. So like we'll you said, to, oh, like, like you ahead. said, I mean, the injuries are piling up. There's going to be a lot of people just being like, I'm done. I'm done. Yep. Take them. Yeah. You can probably get them for a second right now. So, yeah. <clears throat> All right, we'll move to the next one. So at Charles Chill FFB, he just put Auden Tate. So I know there was some buzz around him coming out yesterday and the day before. What do you think on Auden Tate, if anything? I I mean, I like him. 
I there's a I traded T Higgins and some some other stuff for DJ Chark in a league this year. And and guess who I saw on the waiver? Auden Tate. I mean, I traded T Higgins and I picked up Auden Tate off waivers. I thought that was a pretty good switch because Auden Tate is still really young. He came to the league super young. You got to remember this guy was a stud at Florida State. People thought he was going to be an earlier round pick. He he fell and nobody really knew why. And you know what? Is because he ran terrible. He, he the combine was not his friend. And Auden Tate has proven on the field that he's a big body guy that can go up and get the ball. And people are saying Higgins is the next AJ Green. Why can't it be Auden Tate? Why can't Auden Tate be that guy? Like, like honestly, I, he, he's he's a more refined T Higgins at this point. So I don't know if the Bengals are just going to have two towers on the outside and Higgins and Auden Tate for the future with John Ross or Tyler Boyd in the middle, like that would be a fine receiving core for me and Joe Burrow as a quarterback. And it seems like Auden Tate and Burrow have this connection going on right now in camp because all Burrow's doing is throwing to Auden Tate in the end zone. They don't have a tight end. So why not use Auden Tate as that tight end and Auden Tate, what could he catch 10 touchdowns like Mike Williams that year when he caught 10 but had low low yardage? Yeah, why not? That that offense is going to be just night and day difference from last year. So I love Auden Tate for a cheap buy. Yeah, that's the point I was going to make too is the lack of a tight end, and he's probably the biggest guy they have in, in Tate. And, uh, you know, A.J. Green's already banged up, even though I, I mentioned him as a possible buy earlier. And John Ross has is, is definitely had his share of injuries. T. Higgins is a rookie. I mean, there's not a – there's definitely a, a narrative you can make to see him being a wide – you know, the I'm not a wide receiver too, but the Bengals wide receiver too yeah. uh, during, the, during the season for sure. Uh, so let's try and run through some of these other ones pretty fast. Uh, at the S-Ming Dynasty – I uh, want to just talk about the Giants receivers. So Slayton versus Shepard versus Tate. Uh, you talked about Tate a little earlier. And uh, obviously everybody in Dynasty wants Slayton. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's Slayton, and I'd pay the price for him. I gave up Nikhil Harry for Slayton in a third, and I'd, I'd still do that to this day. I mean, Slayton, they call him big play Slayton in New York. He's going to be the deep threat, and I think he's growing as a route runner. So, and, and him and Jones have a connection. So, yeah, give me Slayton. And, and Dustin, you think production-wise, just for this year, you think it's Slayton? I mean, we, we did not see a lot of him on the field with all those Giants, uh, you know, other Giants around him, Shepard, Tate, Ingram. I, I, I think I saw somewhere he didn't play a single game all year with all four guys on the field. So, what do you think? It, just for this year, is it still Slayton? For this year, I, I think it's still going to be like Shepard and or Tate and Slayton will be more the deep threat guy, the big play guy, like Tyler said. But in, in Dynasty, like it's Slayton all the way. And like, yeah, we've never seen all four of those them on the field, but three of them can't stay on the field consistently. Like, so like I don't think he's gonna have all four of them there. Um, but Slayton's the guy I want to own out of that out of that group easily. And since Tyler mentioned him earlier, we'll go uh, at it's K-O-A-E-E. -E. I think that's supposed to be Kobe. Um, Greg Ward, what, you, you like him as, as, a, as a guy you're trying to get thrown into trades or, or, or pick no. up? No, I mean, <laughs> you, you're, your Eagles love him. 
So I'm not a fan. I mean, he proved that he made the transition quite well. I mean, he's got the last name Ward. Heinz Ward was a converted quarterback. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? I'll just, I'll put that together and make you think about it. But yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going for it. Yeah. Greg's, Greg's a converted quarterback too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely think they could, like you said, they, they like him a lot. Uh, I was listening, I listening to an Eagles podcast with one of the beat writers and he thinks he might lead the Eagles in catches this year. I don't know about that, but, um, at least for the wide receivers. But, uh, like I said, I don't necessarily agree with that, but, We'll go on to one last one here and then get into find me a trade at fantasy hockey trades. Um, Wait, what hockey trades? What is he doing? <laughs> what is he doing here? Yeah, he, he's a good, he's I'm in a league with him though. He's a fantasy football guy too. No, I, I know exactly who he is. He, I, I tried out fantasy hockey this year and yeah, he, he, he hooked me up. Okay. Um, he asked us to talk about the 49ers wide receivers, which is, kind of interesting because yeah they're they're getting all banged up all over the place Debo's hurt Ayuk's hurt heard without for the season so so what are we thinking about the 49ers wide receivers Dustin Kendrick Bourne season (laughs) (laughs) um I was buying Kendrick Bourne for thirds and fourths before this news um sounds like Debo's gonna be ready for the start of the season um but I, I don't know what to think outside of Debo. Like, is Pettis back? Trent Taylor has been a name <laughs> being mentioned. Um, like, they just signed Tavon Austin, Jerron Brown, JJ Nelson. Like, there's just – it's just a lot of bleh outside of – I think Ayuk will be back probably pretty early in the season. Um, they pretty worried, they like him. That's, I mean, they, they seem pretty worried about the injury, and they yeah. are kind of coy about it. So, Yeah, I, I, I just – I don't think there's anybody outside of Debo that I want there. Like Kittle's the guy and like Shanahan, he's just going to find the next guy up, but, but there's outside. I don't want anybody else. Yeah. I, I, I've said before, I've never been, I'm not a big fan. Even Debo. I, I just, I just think it's, it's the running game and Kittle is, is what they care about. Um, so I've never been a big on any, even the higher end receivers in San Francisco. But if, if you were trying to target one of those guys, because of the injuries, you know, we're not sure Debo's going to be back at the beginning of the season, and I cannot. It, would it be Bourne? Is it Trent Taylor? Is it somebody else? What do you think, Tyler? I'm just going to go out and try to buy Debo for a decent price and forget about everybody else. I do like Ayuk, and I, I just think his price is way too high right now. Uh, he's getting all this camp buzz. Debo's the forgotten man. And I saw a tweet earlier today. Somebody rewatched the the Super Bowl, and they even said, you know, Debo dominated the first half. Debo was such a good player in that game. We forget about that. And if Debo's ready for in season, I mean, I was in an auction. I got Debo for twenty eight bucks or so out of a, a very substantial budget, and that was after the injury happened. So if there's still an injury discount on Debo, I would go out and look to acquire him because I think Shanahan thinks the world of him i i do think shanahan thinks he is the wide receiver one so yeah i I, give me debo for that discount and i'll probably just forget about everybody else like you said kittle and the running game whoever the heck the running back is (laughs) yeah and and i think there have been reports out there too that debo is already recovering pretty well so if you can still get him on an injury discount i don't mind him as much so um but that's going to end our wide receiver questions here 
We're going to move on to our find me a trade portion of the show. Find me a trade. So, Dustin, why don't you uh, go over the settings here, and then I'll, I'll set up with the rosters, and then we'll look at the trades. Yeah, so this week our roster was submitted by Jerry at Jerry Cron, K-R-A-H-N-19 on Twitter. It's a 12-team, 1QB, 0.5 PPR, no tight end premium. Uh, they have 27-man uh, rosters plus 5 taxi. They start 10. It's a QB, 2 running back, 2 wide receiver. Tight end, two flex, kicker, and a defense. Um, it's an orphan that he took over this offseason. Um, he he knows it's a rebuild. Um, he's got a solid young wide receiver core. He doesn't have a 21 first or second, though. Um, and then he just recently made a trade. He traded Aaron Jones away for Calvin Ridley. Um, but um, go ahead, Rocky. You want to get into the roster? Yeah, he's got. He's actually got four quarterbacks, even though it's a one quarterback lead. He's got uh Tyler's boy, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, Sam Darnold, and Jameis Winston. Uh, at running back, he does not have much. He's got CEH. Uh, Carrion is probably his second best guy. He's got McFarland and just some roster filler basically beyond that. Uh, his two best receivers are A.J. Brown and Calvin Ridley. Uh, he does have Judy. He's got James Washington, Crowder. Um, MVS and again more roster filler beyond that and then well he's actually got JJ so you can you guys can decide if he's roster filler or not no but, he, um, he's got a chance <laughs> uh, I, I'm with you Tom. I'm hoping and uh, and then at tight end he's, he's actually got some pretty good guys he's got Tyler Higby, Irv Smith uh, Gesicki but again it's, it's not a tight end premium league so maybe not as good to be loaded with tight end but uh, and then defense, he's got the Vikings. So, uh, Tyler, why don't we get into your trade first? Yeah, honestly, mine's an easier trade, just a one-for-one. One. Go trade with Donkey Kong. He he needs a tight end. And I would give a Pigby for Deontay Johnson straight up. I know you got James Washington, but one of those two guys is going to hit. If not both, both can hit. And heck, if you got Ben Rother, Roethlisberger at quarterback, and like I said, with that running game that's so up and down, you never know. Deontay Johnson's a hot commodity, but so is Higby. I think you, with his tight end core, you might be able to do a straight-up one-for-one Higby for Deontay Johnson, and I would do that. Yeah, and looking at his roster, like you said, he's he's – we very weak at tight end is probably best guy is, is Johnny Smith. Um, he also has Everett. So maybe he might like having both of them. And just in case, you know, um, one doesn't break out, the other probably will. Um, and uh, if you can get, uh, you know, I'm not super high on Higby as it is. Uh, like Dustin mentioned earlier, I'm not as, I don't think they stick with the 12 uh, personnel as much as everyone wants to believe based on the end of last year. So uh, if I can get the, and I'm a huge Deontay Johnson guy. So if I can get him, even with James Washington already on my team for, for just giving up Higby, especially when I have Gesicki and Irv to fall back on in a rebuild anyway, I'm doing that all day. Uh, Dustin, you, you agree? Yeah. Especially in a uh, non-tight end premium, like I'm selling, you know, those uh, Higby type tight ends, like just for high upside players and, you know, selling Higby with his name, like he's got Irv and Gusecki on his team, um, which are two young guys that I love, especially Irv Smith. So, you know, trading Higby 
right now as value is high. I, lo I love that. My, I guess I'll get into my trade with that because mine also had me trading away Higby as well. So my team was trading Higby and Jameson Crowder to all have the Abdullah no crust for AJ Dillon and Chase Edmonds. Now he has no running backs on his team. So um, I think AJ Dillon and Chase Edmonds are two guys that could increase in value going into next season or guys that he could potentially flex. Um, we're already seeing Drake's hurt. Um, and I've been on the Chase Edmonds hype before Drake got hurt. So oh, yeah. I'm all about getting Chase Edmonds. And um, it might be kind of hard to get Dylan right now because like his pictures on Twitter and now everyone's like <laughs> hyping up his value. He's but I really thighs. think like, yeah, <laughs> dies for days. But, um, you know, they took him in the second round. So I still think like he's going to have a role if it's not this year, or, like next year. And he's a rebuilding team. So Crowder and Higby just don't fit. Um, so I'm right there, like same type of concept, um, as Tyler getting rid of that, that tight end and Higby and, and getting some younger assets. Like, even if, you know, you know, Edmonds and, and Dylan don't hit like, or they increase in value, like you can just sell them for picks in the season to, to get into the draft next year. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I just wonder, uh, I mean, I, I'm not, I get, I get you're trying to do it to, to I guess, to flip them. Right. But I just uh, I'm not big on on trading running backs for this team just just because I don't think he's going to win this year. I mean, maybe you can flip them, maybe you can't, but if not, then then I'm not sure what you're left with. I think the value uh, works out okay, and the guy, like you said, just like the other team, definitely needs tight end. Uh, again, I always like to look at the what what the other guy needs, and and yeah, he's his best guy's probably Greg Olson for this year. So Ooh, yeah, Greg Olson, the Doku <laughs> break. Yeah. So I, I really like that trade for him because I do think AJ Dillon is a 2021 guy and Chase Edmonds is still, I think he's got a chance to have significant value this season. And, and I mean, same with AJ Dillon, AJ Dillon can just literally fall forward and, and score eight to 10 touchdowns this year. So yeah, no, all he has to do I, is beat out Jamal Williams. Like I could, beat I mean, Jamal his Williams. thigh, his left thigh could beat out Jamal Williams. <laughs> Um, so I'll get into mine before we sign off here. And I went in a little different direction uh, than you guys. I, I left the tight ends alone. I basically, I just think he's got, he's still got a long way to go here. He's got, he's got CEH. He doesn't have much beyond, uh, he's got, you know, Judy, who's a rookie, but the, uh, then he's just got the other two receivers and, and, the, and Higby as maybe trade bait. So I went with trading um, Ridley and carry on. Um, to Los Bandoleros for T. Higgins, LaVisca Chanel, and Brian Edwards, and probably another small piece. Um, I put either a Madison. Uh, this is a flea flicker league, so we can't see picks. So maybe if the guy has a second. With Madison, I'm thinking along your lines, Dustin, that he might be a guy you can flip, especially if Cook gets hurt this year. Um, you flip him to a contender for maybe a pick or, or something else. And basically my thinking was just that I still think he's in for the long haul. I don't think he has any chance to compete this year. Uh, I, I, I love Ridley. I'm sure you guys do as well. But I, I'd rather break him down into pieces that maybe – I do think Ridley's upside can be capped a little bit while Julio's yeah. still there as well. So maybe you get some – maybe two of these guys turn into Ridley's or close to it. Um so basically, that's what I was looking at. It's just trying to break it. I think he just needs more pieces, especially with no first and second next year. I just yeah, think he needs tough. more pieces, and he doesn't have a lot to ship off. 
So that's where I was looking. Tyler, what do you think? I, I like the idea. I also like the idea of doing that with AJ Brown too, because what value is AJ Brown going to get you? He's going to get you almost anything you want. He, I mean, go for a guy like CD lamb plus go, go for the younger receivers from this draft class that we all think are going to be great. Justin Jefferson is a guy. I absolutely love Jalen Rager is a guy that you love as, as much as I love Justin Jefferson. There are so many receivers to choose from in this draft class that you can go out and get multiple pieces for AJ Brown and Ridley. I mean, why not do that? Go out and get a, a running back like DeAndre Swift for for Kelvin Ridley. Get, get younger at running back. Pair him up with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I mean, Edwards-Hilaire is going to dominate for you, but for how long? Maybe trade him. Build and build because what you need is to have a dominant dynasty team is you have depth and like say, okay, my running back one went down. Well, you know what? I've got this guy as my RB3 that's everybody else's RB1. I mean, you want a powerhouse, and you can't do that with just limited pieces. I mean, you got you got your studs. You got AJ Brown, Clyde Edwards Lair, Kelvin Ridley. But what else? I mean, Jerry Judy, I I think is phenomenal. And I think he's gonna be a great receiver. So just maybe spread it out a little bit, like you said. Take take that stud player and and get those three to four pieces and hit on two of them. And now you have two great pieces instead of one great piece. And then, and keep doing that until you have that dominating team. Yeah. yeah I love that. I'm right there with you, Tyler. Like, I think this owner, what he really needs to do is just like, keep making those moves. Just like, keep like Brown for a lamb and a first boom, Ridley for, you know, Rager in a first or a second, like just keep, downgrading a little yep. bit but getting those extra pieces like just keep hitting that and then anybody during the season that you have that increases in value boom sell them for a pick like just keep your, doing that get yeah. your first back get your yeah, first yeah. round back <laughs> there I you mean, go. go get go get that pick back and like you said trade Clyde Edwards Hilaire for DeAndre Swift in a first I mean keep keep falling back or Clyde Edwards Hilaire like yeah Clyde Edwards Hilaire for Dobbins Dobbins is a perfect trade candidate because I who knows if he's going to produce year one you could throw that at me like, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to win you a championship give me Dobbins your first and another piece because I'm giving you the title like go into a trade talking like that like I did with Shane in UDPL <laughs> when I traded McCaffrey for Miles Sanders AJ Brown Nikhil Harry and 103 I said I'm hand, I said I'm handing you this championship. Pay for it, buddy. And he did, <laughs> and he won the championship. But man, did he pay up for the, the Christian McCaffrey? That's how you got to go in the trades. You got to be confident. You got to show that you are not giving in. You are not giving this player for nothing. You are going to get top dollar, and that's how you got to go in the trades. Yeah, that's really good advice, and and I love the idea of trading Ceh too. I, I mean, I don't hate holding Ceh in a rebuild because he's going to be there for five years. He's yeah. going to hold his value for a while as as a as a guy who's going to catch a ton of passes. But but you can get so much for him right now. I mean, he's so much. yeah. It's just, he, I think he's in in, uh, in one QB ADP. He's he's fifth overall, which is kind of ridiculous to me. But if you can capitalize on that, go for it. So with uh, finishing up, find me a trade that that pretty much finishes up the show. So God, that makes me want to take an orphan, like take over an orphan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my first, my first dynasty team was an orphan and I came in with AP who was in his prime and Roddy white, who's in his prime. And, and I mean, that was it. And I think I had Frank Gore in his prime, like when he was 32. 
So <laughs> when I when I when I had those players, I had like three stable players. And you know what? It took me from 2011 to 2015 to get to a title. But you know what? Those four years, I did not mind paying the fee because I had a blast just trading and trading and moving pieces and, and building your team. And that's that's what this is like what he's doing is about. You're rebuilding. And just taking these players, even these young players, and be like, you know what? I need to diversify this, and I need to spread it out to build a wider portfolio for my team so I can dominate and win a title in three to four years. Right. Definitely agree. And and it'll be nice when we're all watching Frank Gore with our grandchildren eventually. Um, but uh, oh, Good memories. To- like, oh, I remember when he was in his prime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway... And that about does it for the show. So we're going to sign off uh, first, Tyler. Uh, why don't you just uh, give everybody your Twitter handle, uh, tell them your pod, anything, everything else you do. Just uh, let them know. Yeah, I, I podcast Dynasty Happy Hour. And you know, follow me at DHH underscore Tyler. Follow the podcast at Dynasty HH pod. Uh, give my co-hosts and and wonderful hosts a shout out tim and doug uh go follow them without them i would just be a guy talking they they carry the podcast and they deal with me and my my antics my i got every podcast guy say his name my Corey clement antics that that i just keep going year in and year out but yeah i mean just come listen to us enjoy us we're 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 live on youtube periscope and facebook as well starting that and uh i'm just excited for the season guys so let's get this going i am too thanks very much for coming on tyler yes thank you just a reminder to everybody you can follow us at dynasty ff addict at dynasty junkie ff the pod is at dynasty junkies also follow the dap network at dap underscore network uh give us a subscribe rate and review if you like what you heard uh the ratings and reviews really help out also do the same for the DAP Network. That'll do it for this week. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Junkies out.